0: Hey, if you enjoy this clip from our Patreon exclusive podcast, you can head over to Patreon.com slash DPN Sports, where Sunday through Thursday Connor and I record a exclusive podcast for Deer Patch Nation loyalty club members. What do you think about that comment though?
1: I, I completely agree. I mean, he was he was obviously fantastic. First, the Seahawks. He looked like he was MVP style Cam Newton. He was very good versus Miami. The first game of the season, he ran the ball all over him. And in the second half of the Raiders game, he was also very good. So the first three weeks, I would have said Cam looked. He looked like he was legit. And then COVID and the whole thing and everything just completely unraveled. Also, I I think he has to take a lot of blame for it. But I I think he can he can definitely pull it off. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he's going to be legit.
0: Yeah, I think if we can see pre-COVID Cam, then I do believe that that there's a good opportunity for him to be very successful, uh, just with the tight ends. But that being said, I still believe it's going to be a very run-heavy game team. I don't think it's going to be on the shoulders of Cam Newton.
1: Right. No, I think they they're going to play defense and run the football kind of like the Forty ers did all the way to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. And if you would like to watch the rest of this stream, head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports from Sunday to Thursday. Connor and I put out a second podcast exclusive to Patreon members and members of the Deer pats nation loyalty club it's only five dollars a month there's no tiers; everybody gets the same stuff every two weeks we do a live stream exclusively for patreon members go check it out patreon.com slash dpn sports because i think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a
1: higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us.
0: And I'm back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. Welcome to Dear Pats Nation. Welcome to my new little show that I got going on here on the uh, Dear Pats Nation Mm -hmm. channel. You know, this is something that Connor and I do on Patreon is we go through our previous day's podcast and we respond to all the comments of the people who couldn't make it live to ask us a question. We also look at some of the live chat that we miss and I thought that would be something kind of cool that we could I could do as I've been trying to work my way through finding an, an individual show. so what I'll be doing is is responding to your comments based on well this video here and one's going forward where I'm individual where I'm by myself. for today I'm going back to one of our previous podcasts from two days ago to go through those comments but I'm gonna tell you right now leave your comments or questions or whatever you have in this video and in tomorrow's video when I'm solo I will respond to them. So leave them. Whether you want to ask a question, whether you got a comment to something I said, whether you want to just call me an idiot, go ahead, leave your comments, and just be known that whatever you want to ask or say doesn't have to be related to whatever I'm talking about here. We don't have to have a concession of videos talking about the same thing. So I'm going to start with the first question here, which will be the title of this page. But Rosai says, you finally come to the point that you should have way before. Cam was the guy who could take the post-Brady-Pats, and he was the starter in the last three games just because of incentives and leadership. The pressure was so immense that Stidham would have been done after the season. Stidham may never be a starter for the Pats, but BB is way too smart to put a young quarterback in a game after the GOAT leaves. Makes no sense. One more thing, Jarrett was always the underdog. I just don't count him out just yet. we never seen what he's capable of, Cam is probably the starter next season just because of what he's done for the team. He is still paid as a backup. You are never – you are never acknowledged that. I guess he's saying I never acknowledge that. But if he's throwing in dirt again and makes dumb decisions, he will be benched. By the way, great talk show. I uh, Appreciate the comments. Uh, I talk about Cam Newton's deal all the time, that it's a steal. So – We do talk about it. Maybe you're missing it. I'm not sure. And I have pointed out on numerous occasions throughout last season, before Cam even touched the football for the Patriots, and throughout different shows this year that I believed that Cam Newton was probably the only guy that had the confidence and the mental makeup to take over for Tom Brady. And I think you're absolutely correct about Jared Stidham as well. Having him in the game or starting a game, Post-Tom Brady made absolute sense. And let's be serious with each other here for a second, guys. Any quarterback stepping in to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots the year after Tom Brady leaves and goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have had immense pressure on them, even if the expectations were lower. You're replacing the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady won six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. He won multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowl MVPs, went to nine Super Bowls. That means they won nine AFC Championship games. Between 2011 and 2018, the Patriots didn't know what it was like not to go to the AFC Championship game. Plus you put in the longevity of the, of the time that Brady was with the Patriots and it just stirred circumstances that it was going to be difficult for any quarterback to step in, whether that be a veteran or a rookie. And I agreed. And that's why I said it. Cam Newton was the only guy with the makeup, not the skill set. I don't think you look at Cam Newton and think, man, that's the guy who's closest to Tom Brady because that's not the case. Number one, they don't play the same game. Number two, It's not a bad thing to say this. Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. That's not a knock on Cam Newton. That's not a slight at anybody. I think that's a fact that most Patriot fans would agree with. And I don't think I'm off base to say Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Tom Brady or that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Cam Newton. I don't think that Jared Stidham will ever be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. But you're right, if he ever had a chance to be the starting quarterback of the Patriots, playing him in the 2020 season would have made absolutely no sense, especially when you consider how brutal and undermanned that offense was. Three failed draft picks that were supposed to be difference makers on the offense, of course, that's Nikhil Harry, Devin Asiasi, and Dalton Keene. And because of that, the offense was going to struggle regardless. Now, where I do disagree with your comment is I do believe that Belichick was hoping that Jared Stidham would be able to step in. I don't think the plan in April was for Cam Newton to be the quarterback of the Patriots. I think the opportunity presented itself later into the offseason. I'm sure New England had been keeping tabs since whatever it was, February, when Carolina had let him go. But I believe that when the opportunity was there and Belichick and Cam Newton's camp realized that nobody else was going to offer him a contract, that it was there. And then you go with the veteran. And it's not over yet, the whole pressure thing. I don't want to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones or Justin Fields if Belichick does trade up in the draft to get him. I don't want to be Jared Stidham. I wouldn't want to be Cam Newton. But I think if anybody has the mental toughness to overcome being Brady's replacement, it's Cam Newton. And he kind of said it himself when he was doing that podcast, I think, with Ocho Cinco, Or I can't remember who it was, but he talked about it. It's an elephant in the room. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, Cam Newton looked bad at times last year. Throwing the ball in the dirt. Poor pocket awareness. Not knowing the plays. Pre-COVID and post-COVID were two different Cam Newtons. I don't feel 100% confident with Cam Newton going into the 2021 season. I don't think anybody really should. With that being said, though, I have more confidence in Cam Newton than I do in Jared Stidham. I think this Patriots team is good enough to go to the playoffs. I don't see them as a Super Bowl team just yet. You may disagree with me. If you do, let me know in the comments. I'd love to respond to them. But you name me another quarterback in the NFL outside of like Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes. None of those guys were going to be available. You name me a quarterback that was available that would have been able to step in and have that mental toughness and that ability to take over for Brady. I don't think Jameis Winston could have. I don't think Andy Dalton could have. I really don't think that Teddy Bridgewater could have. He couldn't even replace Cam Newton in Carolina. I mean, it was today that the Carolina just traded for the uh, with the Jets for Sam Darnold. So Cam Newton was probably, in my opinion, the only logical pick at that time. And again, guys, don't forget to drop your comments in the comment section so I can respond to them. Again, it doesn't have to be related to anything I talk about today. Any comments or questions you have, I will respond to. Sterling Ferguson just puts four arms up flexing. Not sure what that's in response to, but I appreciate that. Terrence Gibson 33 says, imagine if Bruce Arians drafted Tom Brady, he would have as many Lombardis as Belichick. Quite possibly, but Bruce Arians didn't. Bruce Arians wasn't a head coach or a general manager at the time, I don't believe. What have, should have, could have. Imagine if Bruce Arians could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if Andy Reid could have had Patrick Mahomes in Philadelphia over Donovan McNabb. Perhaps he doesn't have to be the guy up until last year or two years ago. He wouldn't have been that coach who can't win the big game. And I'm also sure this is response to our little Patreon clip that we put at the beginning where I mimicked. What Patriot fans say about Bill Belichick, but replace Belichick with Arians and judging by this, the comments I breeze through some of you guys can't take a joke, but I appreciate you watching. And I appreciate your comments. Lou 32 B says, so would any coach. I'm not a hundred percent sure what you mean. I'm sorry. Marka Rishran Kanan says, Sarah has a very good point. The rebuilding is about Kraft's team, the Patriots, and it's not about Brady. Woo. I struggle with that one. I truthfully believe that Robert Kraft thinks about Tom Brady more than Bill Belichick does. I know that there are a lot of people out there that keep saying Bill Belichick is motivated by what Tom Brady did. But I think Bill Belichick is a guy who knew what was coming up this offseason, knew he was going to be able to turn this team around, knew that 2021 was going to be a problem, even if Tom Brady was still his quarterback. Maybe he felt a little bit of resentment. Maybe he was a little bit upset that Brady won the Super Bowl just because of the whole Brady versus Belichick debate. But I don't think he thinks he was thinking about Tom Brady when he went into this offseason. I think that Robert Kraft was. Tom Brady wasn't a son to Bill or to Bill Belichick, but Tom Brady was a son to Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft was that father figure. We've seen the two of them kissing each other and saying, I love you. So I think that Robert Kraft thinks about Tom Brady all the time. That being said, I also talked about this in the podcast with Connor last night that I believe that Robert Kraft is a fan just like the rest of us. I believe he's entitled like the rest of us, and I think he's whiny like the rest of us. Not a knock, just, just shooting facts. That's what we are as a fan base. And I think that Robert Kraft is so upset about what happened the last season in that 7-9 season that he told Bill Belichick, you better go out and make this right. So, yeah, maybe it has nothing to do with Tom Brady, but I think it has a little bit to do with Tom Brady. Thank you for your comment. Eric Super Patriot says, the only time these two will be thinking about each other is the week leading up to their match this coming season. And I'm assuming that that means Brady and Belichick or Brady and Kraft. Uh, When it comes to Belichick and Brady, I 100% agree with you. I think that both those guys will be focusing on what they have to do week to week, and they will focus on each other when it comes to the game they got to play. I also don't think that until the media starts peppering Tom Brady with questions that he'll even give Bill Belichick you know, two th- seconds of thought, he'll be focused on what the Patriots defense does. It's going to be quite a matchup. Going in there, and and I'm already imagining the media storm. I'm just imagining our podcast. I'm imagining the comments. I'm imagining this show. I'm imagining Dear Pats, the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I'm imagining Boston Baller. I'm imagining what we do with Connor. I'm imagining Patriots Outsider. I am absolutely just tickled to think about what the comment section is going to look like. When the Patriots play the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick go at it for probably the first and only time, unless those two were to meet in the Super Bowl. We know that Brady just signed a contract extension. At this point, there's nothing to tell us that he's going to fall off a cliff, but I mean, you just have to assume at some point, Father Time is going to win. Maybe. Maybe. Like, it's really interesting to see if Tom Brady will go out on top, or is Tom Brady going to push it that one year too long? Almost take the different approach to Belichick. You know, move on on from a guy a year too early than a year too late. Will Tom Brady do the opposite and stay in the NFL a year too late? Because with all arguments, Peyton Manning stayed in the NFL a year too late. He happened in a Super Bowl. So probably wasn't too late in that perspective but when it comes from talent it was probably a year too late and if he wouldn't have won the super bowl it would have been that his final year would have been remembered as old fragile peyton manning and that's just the truth eric super patriot also says i hate 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 miss tackles yeah i can't stand missed tackles either It's my biggest pet peeve. I talked about that on the podcast. If you missed it, there is nothing that drives me crazier than missed open field tackles. If I was going to knock the Patriots defense over the last 10 years for anything, even when they've been a top five, top two, number one defense is from time to time. We can see them miss those open field tackles. There's certain situations I think of like that game against Pittsburgh that new England ended up winning, but they probably shouldn't have when they took the touchdown away from Jesse James And Juju Smith-Schuster got away from like three tacklers to get it down to what, the two or like the five-yard line of New England. Yeah, I absolutely hate missed tackles as well. I'm not sure what you're referencing to in the podcast. I'm sure we talked about it at some point, so I can't talk about what we were talking about. But yeah, no, I absolutely uh, missed tackles is probably my biggest pet peeve on a football field. Thanks for your comment. Uh, JJ, JJ, A, Jaja. 1987 says dump scam and then you can focus more on it. (laughs) A very common comment for people who aren't fans of Cam Newton and what he's going to do going forward. And I'm sure that if you are watching this video right now and see the title and hear the opening comment that I'm responding to, it's probably driving you crazy as well. Listen, I am okay with people who aren't happy with Cam Newton the same way I'm okay with people who are happy with Cam Newton on this team. Like I said, Cam Newton has not done anything in my eyes to, I guess, prove the benefit of the doubt. We got that comment on Patreon the other day, and it was probably correct. He hasn't done anything to be given the benefit of the doubt, but I think that given the circumstances around last season, late start, catching COVID, awful weapons, he does deserve another chance. I think that Cam Newton has to have a very short leash I'm talking three to four weeks before Belichick is looking for his replacement. I would say my only concern is what happens if that only replacement is Jarrett Stidham. And that is something that Patriot fans need to think about and take into consideration as we go into the season. If you get rid of Cam Newton, who do you replace him with? Thank you for your comment. Eric Super Patriot says, maybe it really all depends on what quarterback is left after the first and third are off the board and whether the Falcons go for the quarterback in number four or still going full board to win with Matt Ryan. So I think we're talking about the Patriots drafting up. I am very concerned about the Patriots quarterback situation, mainly because with San Francisco trading up to number three, that means three of the top five quarterbacks are coming off the board before the Patriots even have an opportunity to trade up. Now, I've said that the Atlanta Falcons are a wild card because if they stay at four and take a quarterback, the only option the Patriots then have to get one of those top five quarterbacks is to trade with the number five pick with the Cincinnati Bengals and basically take whatever quarterback is left over. That is why at this point, I don't believe we're going to see the Patriots make a trade until the, trade, uh, the draft day. I think they're going to see what happens the first three rounds. Give Atlanta a call. If Atlanta says they're staying at number four, see who they draft. And if their guy is at number five, whether that's Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, depending on who picks who going through, assuming that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson go one, two, then I believe the Patriots will can make that trade at number five. But I think they're going to have to see what Atlanta does first. If they don't trade with Atlanta and Atlanta doesn't take a quarterback, then the Patriots could start looking at maybe trading with the Lions to get their hands on a quarterback, which shouldn't cost them as much as moving to four or five. Thank you again for another comment. Uh Eric Super Patriot has commented a lot because the next comment is his again. If the Patriots don't go draft a quarterback this draft, I expect the Pats to trade down in the first round and acquire a second round pick. They'll flip one of the seconds for a first in 20, the 2022 draft. Then they'll have two firsts to move up for a quarterback in the 2022 draft. That's an interesting theory and probably one that I'm going to have to think about a little bit longer only because only because that's a lot to take in and this wasn't i don't prepare myself for these comments with research and information or give things a lot of thought i mean it's there i don't know if i see them flipping anything for next season i could see the patriots possibly moving back later into the first round especially if they're trying to get a Offensive tackle, which may not be necessary for the 2021 season, but the Patriots have to make that decision of whether or not they're going to uh, extend Isaiah win and give him that fifth-year option or let him walk away in free agency. So they may be looking for the 2022 replacement. That could come out of this year's draft, especially if you're losing that tackle. You're also going to lose Trent Brown in free agency this year if you don't resign him. So the Patriots still have to make some decisions around the offensive line. And as much as the O-line is set for the 2021 season, it's not completely set for the 2022 season. And this draft is not just to win this year. This draft is to set up for the future as well. Thank you for your comments. Aditya Ingle, if I said that wrong, I apologize, says that Belichick cares because his girlfriend got defensive on Brady having success in Tampa. And I think that this person is obviously referring to Belichick's girlfriend going off on Instagram about winning games and that kind of thing. I don't think that Belichick cares that much. He might care a little bit. I also think that when I read between the lines of what she was talking about, I think that she can post anything and there's trolls. Uh, Being somebody who has a public forum, probably not as big as hers, but being somebody who has a public forum and, and speaks to people. And I mean, I'm dedicating a whole show to responding to comments that people are making about, you know, things that I've created. I believe that she gets trolled a lot. And I think that it got the best of her, not necessarily the best of Belichick. We know that Bill Belichick's not on social media. He's not out there checking. And at the end of the day, Bill Belichick's a human being. I think sometimes that people, even the people commenting in here, when you're leaving comments, you don't realize that the people you're commenting to are humans. Like we have human emotions. And I think that for 99% of the time, Connor and I are able to shut out the bad comments and just laugh about it. But as human beings, at time to time, it does get to us, and we understand that we put ourselves out there, we put ourselves in that position, we have a form where we talk about a subject that can get very heated like football. But I think at times that people take it too serious and get make it too personal, and it gets to us. Of course it does. It gets of course it does. We are human beings. And I think that's what happened with Belichick's girlfriend. And I'm sure that Belichick cares a little bit, but does he care as much as maybe we as Patriot fans think he does? In my opinion, no, you may disagree, that's fine. But in my opinion, I don't think he does. Uh, (laughs) Jamar Brar, now I have read this one, said, whatever you said about Bruce Arians in the beginning applies to Bill Belichick too. I think he then called us, he said we were disrespecting Bruce Arians. He said, old fart, I was talking about the disrespect the guy was showing to Arians in the beginning. He was like Brady made him when he's been the coach of the year multiple times. If Brady can make coaches at 43, he definitely made Belichick when he was younger and hit at his best. Guys, first of all, you take football way too serious, a lot of you. Number two, Jarman. I literally replaced everything. That people say about Bill Belichick and replaced it with with Bruce Arian's names. That's why I started with, tell me if I'm doing this right. That's why Connor asked me if I was calling into Boston Sports Media to vent about it. And I was tweeting it with all caps. It was a joke, dude. It was tongue in cheek. That thing went so far over your head. Disrespecting Bruce Arians. Ay, ay, ay. You have to be a Tampa Bay fan to be that upset about a joke that I was kind of making about Bill Belichick. But, you know, y'all need to relax. I laughed when I saw your comment. I really did. That's why I responded to you and said, I think 100% of people outside of you understood the joke. Love Vibration Nation says, can we just make a point that BB got his first Super Bowl ring with the Giants when Brady was 10? <laughs> yeah, as a defensive coordinator, absolutely he can. Uh Love Vibration Nation says that Brady talk is boring, and ooh, you must hate this video, but I appreciate you, man. Marco, you're the man. Uh, Jay Hood says, if the quarterback position is already solidified, y'all crybaby-ass fans can't accept the fact that Bill and Mr. Kraft still believe in Cam." I don't know if it's an if oh he's just saying the fair enough that's your opinion i'm not sure if he's talking directly about the three of us i know he's not talking about sarah because sarah believes in cam newton like crazy and i do also believe i'd like to know when he made that comment when jay hood made the comment i'm always curious because i i can always know when somebody left a comment based on the title and not based on something we said, because they start calling me out on something that I didn't even say. They just call it out based on my title or based on the thumbnail or whatever it may be. Um, maybe they do believe in Cam Newton. I don't. 100%. I don't not believe in him 100%. I, I'm going to wait and see with Cam Newton. That's what I said. I'm very neutral on Cam Newton right now. I'm going to wait and see. If you believe in him, man, good for you. And I hope he works out. I hope he works out. Eddie Lunchme says, Bruce Aarons is a good coach, but let's be real. Tom Brady gave him a championship. Absolutely, he did. We got into this last night as well in the, I think it was the Patreon. Name me a good coach that didn't have a great player. Name me a great player who didn't have a great coach and had lots of sustainable success. To me, it goes hand in hand. To have a great player, you have to have a great coach. To have a great coach, you have to have a great player. Bruce Arians is probably a great coach. Bill Belichick is a great coach. Tom Brady is a great player. Tom Brady is a common denominator between Bill Belichick and Bruce Arians. All three men are deserving of all the accolades that they bring into their team. The joke that I made at the beginning... Was a tongue-in-cheek joke replacing Bill Belichick's name with Bruce Arian's name about things the Patriot fans say about Bill Belichick all the time? If that's what you're responding to. If you're not, don't worry about it, Eddie Lunchmeat. If you are responding to that, it was a joke. Thank you. Um, and then Connor and I addressed all these other comments in the Patreon. So I'm going to leave it right here and leave it there. I uh, appreciate y'all coming in, listening to me. Don't forget, man, leave your comments or questions in the the co- in the comment section below. I'll be back tomorrow. Today's Monday, so I'll be back tomorrow responding to all your comments from this video today. Before I do go though, can I tell you about our Patreon? No, sorry, I do well. Tell us about our Patreon, but can I tell you about our merch shop where you can go get some De- Deer Pass Nation merchandise? Here's a quick little video I created for it. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at tsprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. And if you want some badass gear, head on over to tsprings.com slash store slash DPN and support the show in style. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ray Rout. This is the Dear Pats Nation channel. I'm not sure what I'm calling this show, so right now it's just me solo. I will be back at 9 p.m. Eastern time tonight to talk with my boys Connor and Tyson because it's Monday night. We'll be talking about those New England Patriots. Hope you all enjoy that. Make sure you tune into that. Follow me on Twitter over at DPN underscore Ray. And you know what? Leave in the comments right now, what should I call this show? I want to know what we should call this show. Right now, we have the Dear Nation podcast. We have Patriots Outsider. I want to know what you want us to call this show here. Let me know in the comments below. I'll be back tomorrow to answer all your comments. Until then, y'all are great. Take care. See ya. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi,
1: I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
0: follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or at soundoff.network.
1: Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes.